You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. To get the Crime Writers on After Show right now, go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this episode, in 1983, a teenage girl was snatched outside of Vatican City. Was her kidnapping the work of political operatives, the mafia, or the Catholic Church? We'll discuss the Netflix series Vatican Girl, the disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi. Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, and host of These Are Their Stories podcast, my husband and love of my life, Kevin Flynn. Hello, Kevin. Ciao. You know, Kevin, I have to tell you something. It's the something. only Italian I know. Ciao. You know, the Italians are my people. Uh-huh. But when they speak the language, all I can think about is it sounds like people are ordering food. That's all it sounds like is to that, you. Is that wrong? It just makes me hungry. It is wrong. I know. But it's probably accurate. It's, it's, they're my people, but the language makes me hungry. I just see myself like I want a little, little scooter going, ciao, <laughs> coming around town. Have a little Aperol spritz. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, a little espresso. <laughs> also. Macchino thing. Yeah. Right. Also, stop it. Also with us is private investigator, certified pet detective, resident cat lady, and author of The Final Curtain, our very own. Laura Bricker. Hello, Laura. Hello, Rebecca. And finally, our captain of all things cynical, the author of the City Trilogy of Novels, host of the Strange Arrivals podcast, and our Patreon deep dive book club podcast in Bill Rankin's rumpus room, <laughs> Toby Ball. Hello, Toby. What is up? Listen, oh. Kevin, um, last week's business section and- mm. Went off um, the rails a bit. And outtake <laughs> went off the rails a bit. Do you have anything that you would like to say to Bill Rankin to make up for that debacle? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have you over for some pie. Oh, some ambrosia. Want to watch some college football? Oh, okay. Enough. Enough. I think it'd be great to have a party. I thought this was going to be an I earnest. I could make some lemon tarts. I thought it was going to be an earnest apology to what? Bill. I noticed Bill upset. I haven't heard that Bill was upset. <laughs> well, that's because we're, we we're taping this before the show actually it. came out. You know Bill's just <laughs> fine with it. He loves the attention. <laughs> oh, Bill Rankin. <laughs> you can't be a cult figure without a cult following, right? So I want a Bill Rankin t-shirt. Do you think we can set this up in the Crime Murders on Merch show? Oh, I don't know. We have to get his likeness rights or something, right? <laughs> Rebecca and Kevin and Laura and Toby and Bill. I love it. 
I, I'm down with that. <laughs> but like all good TV, it can't just be like, hi, I'm Bill Rankin. Although I guess it could. Hi, I'm Bill Rankin would be an amazing t-shirt. <laughs> That's it. Hi, I'm Bill Rankin. Hi. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Kevin. All right. So what were we talking about? Um, what we're doing next show, Kevin? This is Monday show. What's happening on Thursday's episode? This is normally when we do that, right? Yeah. Well, I probably will um, do some more Bill Rankin, but on Thursday's show. <laughs> this can become a Bill Rankin stand podcast, although that wouldn't be so bad. It'd he be deserves so bad. one. Yeah. I'm going to start doing a Gilbert King. Yes. Uh, but I don't know. He doesn't have like a, a, oh, a tick or something I can grab onto. His voice is sexy. His voice is like, so just so like gravelly and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep. I want to have a barbecue with Gilbert and I want to, my uh, stepson to uh, marry Kelsey. That's, I kind of want to bring them all together. In my- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So coming up on Thursday's show, we're going to be talking about Pseudocide season two. People are like, well, what is it? Because it's a funny word. It's pseudo with a P.S., like pseudonym or like that prefix. So it's pseudocide. And it's a Spotify podcast. It's a Spotify exclusive. So if that's what you're looking for, it, it's fake on death. Spotify. Yeah, fake death. So it's it's pseudocide season two. It's looking at the disappearance of Patrick McDermott. He was the boyfriend of Olivia Newton-John, and he disappeared when he apparently fell off of a, sh- a fishing vessel in 2005. Did he fake his death? We'll investigate. Or as the very posh uh, British lady says, Patrick McDermott. Patrick. Patrick McDermott. All right. So that's what we're doing on Thursday. Uh, yeah. What are we doing on this podcast? Should we just go ahead and start that and begin talking about it? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and drop that first clip right now. Leading off. Police in Rome had been treating it as a tragic but more or less routine kidnapping of a young girl. But then today, Richard Roth reports a phone call changed all that. In 1983, 15-year-old Emanuela Orlandi disappeared after her music lesson. Her family were citizens of the Vatican. Men claiming to be her abductors promised her return if authorities would release the man held for shooting Pope John Paul II. The story of an Italian girl, even a Vatican citizen, kidnapped or disappeared in Rome is not a story. But if it turns out that this girl may have been taken in an effort to free Mehmet Ali Aja, the man who shot the Pope, that's a story. Other theories of the crime emerged. Did the Soviet Union take her to blunt the Pope's political influence in Poland? Were mobsters using her as leverage to recover money laundered by the Vatican Bank? Or was she spirited away by the church to prevent her exposure of some secret? It's like the power of the church against one life, one innocent life. And the power of the church always wins. Vatican Girl, the disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi, explores one of Italy's most infamous cases. With interviews in both English and Italian, family members and journalists recount the many theories surrounding the disappearance and question a man who claimed to be one of her kidnappers. Spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about plot points from Vatican Girl. So if you want to remain spoiler free, go to the estimated time code in our show notes to hear our thumbs up or thumbs down reviews. So this case apparently is very, 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 very famous in Italy, uh, which is interesting to me because it's not a case that I'd heard about before, even though it apparently got also a lot of coverage in the United States. Although, Laura, I happened to notice, I don't know if you noticed, that the clips they showed of the U.S. coverage were the same clips over and over and over again. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, But did you have any sense of the scale of how big this case apparently was in Italy? Um, Because had you heard of this before, I guess is what I'm asking about. No, I hadn't heard about it before. And so, you know, initially going in, I was I was kind of curious. I'm like, okay, I, I feel like for me, there's always sort of like this air of mystique around the Vatican. Um, you know, I'm not Catholic, but I just feel like there's a lot of power in this very small space. And there's, you know, when people go there, it's like life changing. And her family had worked for the Vatican. And, and because of that, they were given this special not citizenship, was it? it, it like, yeah, they were yeah. citizens they were, they were, of the Vatican. They, yeah. And, and it was so special citizenship, which is Really unusual. So to me, that whole part of it was really, I was like, oh, this is, this is interesting. There's a lot of mystique here. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of layers upon layers of what she was brought into in her family. So no, I hadn't heard anything about it, but I thought going into it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. My opinion changed as I went on, but going into it, I thought this sounds like it's going to be kind of an interesting thing to learn about. Laura, can I just ask you one follow-up question though? Yeah. Isn't it strange to you that they never explain what exactly the family's job is in the Vatican and why they are citizens of the Vatican in this whole documentary? It's like our family serves the Vatican, but they never actually say how or why or how it is the family actually lives there. Did you notice that? Was it a glaring detail? Clearly, to you clearly they were involved in the mass money laundering scheme <laughs> that was raised in one of these episodes they or doing weren't. something totally nefarious or they were like sweeping the floors they and weren't. they didn't want to the, say that. The dad so. was like a clerk in one of the... I, Some like, support staff All you literally kind. had yeah. to do was Wikipedia yeah. it and the dad was like a clerk in like one of the offices and the family had like a like a legacy job there. It Actually, and the mom... Seven popes. The mom still lives there, by the way. Oh, she's uh, 92. By the way, all you have to do is like Wikipedia and you can find out that if there's a family legacy job there, it can be passed down and that your family gets to live there and still be citizens even beyond there. They never explain that. No, it's actually, the, <laughs> right. yeah. You know, we talk sometimes about like some context would be good and it, they gave us just a little bit. But, you know, the whole thing about how the Vatican is a principality on its own. It's the only landlocked nation i don't even really it's not really called a nation but it's it is an independent it's a nation state nation state it yeah is, yeah and so the reason it's it's there is because the holy see is as the headquarters of the church let's say it's a lot like when they established washington dc as opposed to one state having the capital it's kind of like that if one nation was the home of the vatican then medieval politics fucking medieval you know so uh, the idea that it's going to be a political entity onto itself was you know it's always kind of needed something that a lot of people know but it, it never really occurred to me that people live like when you think vatican i think of the building right i don't think about sort of like this little the neighborhood village. around the village yeah. around it and yeah. that people their residences there and the people who live there are not italian citizens they're citizens of the vatican that's really fascinating to me yeah you know it's a it's a minor role in, in what this this whole mystery is but nonetheless i was like that's the most interesting thing i learned but that's the whole thing is it's not minor it's actually relevant yeah and i think that for a documentary that goes into so many other things in so much detail for yeah. so long unsubstantiated. Time, <laughs> the fact that this which is such an integral part of the story and that they, they say like we live here they close the gates every night i'm like what do you mean they close the gates? What gates? What happens when they close the gates? How many people live inside the gates? How exclusive is this place? Is it really fortified? Like, Toby, it just seemed to me that there was an assumption of some knowledge 
that completely could not be assumed. And then them giving us other knowledge that was just completely irrelevant in other cases. Like this was a very strange documentary in terms of like what they assumed we knew and then what they assumed they thought we needed to know, if that makes sense. Yeah. You learn a lot of details about things that don't in the end end up mattering at all. You mean like the entire episode three? Well, like the entire episodes one through three. So you get a lot of details on these like total wild goose chases. And then, yeah, like the basic facts of the family and what their deal is, you you have no idea. It's interesting because the family's really involved in this, but other than Pietro, you don't really get a sense of any of them, right? All the women seem kind of interchangeable. They don't really stand out as individuals. At least they didn't to me. I mean, they looked a little bit different, but they didn't have like a different point of view or anything. So it's really, you're just hearing him with his sisters chiming in every once in a while, then the mom chimed in towards the end. But yeah, I, it's just one of many weird things about this documentary that just, I I couldn't quite wrap my head around what they wanted to do. Like they had to know all the info. Like, it's not like it's an ongoing investigation. They had all the information when they started this thing, I assume. So why, why a, they thought they could sustain, you know, four episodes on this. And B, why they would just set it up where it was just sort of endless wild goose chases and then no real resolution anyway. It's it's a little weird. They also framed it, Toby, as you noted, as the beginning in a quote, um, this episode is so serious that it's the biggest scandal of the modern church, which doesn't seem Yeah, right. I don't think it really <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there's a scandal that someone. Yeah, bigger. I mean, I don't want to downplay the disappearance of a young girl in 1983. However, yeah, yeah. it's not the biggest. There's a worldwide child sex abuse scandal. Yes. yes. I mean, there are other scandals, I think, that are uh, that probably outweigh this one. So, Kevin. Yeah. Um, Italians do love conspiracy theories. It, it would seem so. Yeah. It would seem so. I mean, remember the whole thing about Amanda Knox, and I'm probably going to regret the trolls that are going to. Just don't tweet come, about it. It'll don't be fine. tweet about it. When you bring up the Amanda Knox case, remember the Italian prosecutor thought that she did it because of devil worship, mm. right? It just was, seems to be something about that. The, the documentary has so many theories, like really, the case has so many theories that seem far fetched. And often they spend a lot of time on them only to reveal that they're not true. And they certainly like the very least they have to acknowledge that all of them can't be true. And they just sort of like don't except for the one exception, which is all of episode three. They just kind of leave hanging like all of these wild speculations on why she would have been kidnapped and where she went in the subsequent years. And they never kind of get to like the most obvious one. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of, Kevin? What? what? Maura Murray? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kevin kept saying that. He kept saying this is like the Italian Maura Murray case in yeah. many ways. Yeah, yes, family, that's, of course, that's is very, exactly right. what I thought. I'm it, like, so not to be like insensitive, but like Maura Murray probably got disoriented out in the woods and died. Yes. And this girl probably got kidnapped by some creep and died. Yeah. Yep. I mean, to me, the Avon call is very indicative of something right like i have been recruited to sell avon was probably misinterpreted <laughs> i mean she probably was approached by someone recruited to sell avon that was probably a well, creepy situation well, right re- verify that re- remind me did she actually say that she'd been recruited for avon or did the callers 
to the house after and said that that's what she did. She actually called her sister beforehand and said that. Right. And then somebody afterwards said that. But but that had also been in the press, remember? Yeah. So it's very likely she had been approached by somebody before her music lesson and then was taken. Yeah, she was going to sell leggings from LuLaRoe. Yeah. Like there had been some press coverage of her. And then all these other things yeah. sort of happened. Here's right? a great idea. Let's print the parents' phone number and see what happens. Exactly. And then shit happens. All right. But I'm going to say the only one that I felt a little more believable, but then just didn't really go anywhere for me was the former girlfriend of the mob boss. Because mm-hmm. she had like some pretty detailed explanations. Sabrina. And yes, of holding this girl prisoner. And I'm like, that one to me out of all of them was like, I was like, okay, this, this might be what happened. And then we have the guy that was like, okay, normally nobody else is buried in here unless they've done a favor for the Pope or the Vatican. You know, that, that one I found more interesting than the others, but then it just kind of fizzled. All right. So Kevin, I'm going to take a break for a second all right. and interrupt with the show uh, where we are. Let's do some business. So that we can do some business before we continue this discussion. What have we got going on on our Patreon right now? So right now in our Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media to sign up. We have the Crime Writers on After Show. Mm. And today we're taking another quiz. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. We're t- oh, go- oh, who said, oh, God? That was me because I, I know can't I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. <laughs> I'm going to fail hard. You're going to fail hard. Or we don't have to do the quiz. Mm. Something else. All right. I do the fucking quiz. And we're going to do the quiz. I'm down. Also, uh, in the feed... Wait, what's the quiz? You got People haven't heard it before. What's the quiz? We're going to talk about past episodes mm-hmm. and see if you guys remember some of the 500 things that we have reviewed. Spoiler so, alert, we won't. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually <laughs> going to give you... Seems unlikely. I'm going to give you the plot of the TV show, the documentary, whatever it is that we reviewed. You have to tell me the name of it. <gasps> Oh, and then we're going to ask about flipping the whether or not you were thumbs up or thumbs down on this all these years later. Can't wait. All right. What else have we got going on, Kevin? Well, we have Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club podcast. Toby just did... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ambrosia in the Rumpus Room. Uh, He had Bill Rankin on and Chris Joyner. And anybody else, Toby, was that... It was just them. No, it was just them. Just them talking about... Uh, we were talking about Two Truths and a Lie by Ellen McGarrahan. Classic rumpus room game. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a you know, true crime book about a woman who, as a young reporter, witnessed a botched execution. Oh. Uh, well, it actually ended up executing the guy, but didn't go the way it was supposed to. And then she has like some questions about the guys, whether he was actually guilty of the crime for which he was executed. And it's sort of after the fact her going to investigate. Um, and it was good. Yeah. So if you want to listen to that or more than 300 more exclusive podcasts, go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media. And you can sign up for all that, including Laura Bricker's Leave It to Bricker podcast, Married with Podcast, which will have a new episode coming out shortly. And the after show. All right. And Kevin, should we just do like a quick plug for our newsletter? Sign up for our newsletter. It's yeah. freaking awesome. Go to crimewriterson.com. It's free. You get all sorts of behind the scenes stuff. All you need is an email address. Yep. That's all we need. And you'll get to find out what our reviews are. You see some behind the scenes photos. It's like Kevin's diary in a newsletter. It's yeah. You know, what, you know what was in the last uh, newsletter? What's that? Toby's new dog, oh, Romeo. Romeo. Toby's a dog person now. Yeah. Congratulations, Toby. Thanks. Hey, yep. what, what did that 
What do the cats think about the new dog? They have not met the new dog. We actually have had the new dog for about two hours at this point. As of this so, day, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Your cats are going to beat the shit out of that dog. It will be fine. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the cats are going to react. It'll be interesting. It'll be just fine. Cats are boss. I'll report back. Another reason to sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah. All right, Kevin, does that send the business section? Yeah, that sends the business section. I'm going to go ahead and fade that music out right now. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. So, Toby, we have a whole episode of this documentary, episode three, which centers around a guy, Marco Accetti, who was allegedly involved in the kidnapping plot, who allegedly called the family several times and disguised his voice and called himself the American, who gives an interview to these documentarians in disguise, yet who had in the past had given a television interview along with Emanuela's brother, not in disguise, and he's framed as potentially involved in this plot. But at the end of this episode, we're told none of this matters. And basically, etch a sketch your brain because he's probably not involved. What did you think after watching this hour long episode of this documentary, Toby? Um, So, look, I I think... I would have been more interested in watching a show about him Mm. um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. than about this whole thing. I mean, I think what was interesting is sort of what would possess this guy to confess to being involved in like this very, very famous missing girl case. And, you know, he plays it well enough that he's got a lot of people sort of on the hook, right? So I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, the problem is the whole thing is set up as like what happened to the Vatican girl, right? And this has nothing to do with it, right? It's got something to do with the investigation, I guess, and sort of yet another dead end in the investigation. But, you know, if their thing was really about, I I don't know, like the gullibility of the police or the the fact that people sort of latch onto these wild conspiracy theories in the absence of actual real information, 
maybe that would make more sense. So while I found it kind of interesting in and of itself, and it also includes like this wild scene where on television, they have Emanuela's brother, Pietro, confront this mm-hmm. guy. And they're like just talking on TV. And it's just nuts. But again, it's just like, it's like all these episodes, because they don't go anywhere. And after a while, you assume that they're not going to go anywhere. It just feels like they asked the wrong question at the beginning, mm. right? They should have framed it in some different way if this was the way they were going to go forward. See, I thought that and, was, go ahead, Laura. Oh, I was just going to say one thing. All I could think when that guy was on was I was like, it's like a flashback to the legend of a cocaine island. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, episode three uh, about Marco has said he was equally fascinating and frustrating to me. I mean, it didn't take long for the viewers to like really start to question if this guy was on the level because- We've just had two hours kind of prepping us for don't believe any of the shit that they're throwing at you here, you know, and then to come out the other end and just to say, well, he's a fabulist. Well, I mean, at least points for one of these threads for them to say, yeah, this is bullshit, as opposed to the Pope said something at mass. And oh, my God. We're going to parse the, his uh his syntax to figure out he actually knows what Jesus happened. Jesus Christ. But back to SETI here. I mean, if you did the history of that, you couldn't not have him because it's such an interesting side to the whole story here. I think. But he, an hour of that content? An hour. Yeah. I mean, but I think the concept of like. Of they a, made us sit through an hour of him. The concept of a person inserting themselves into a crime in that way is kind of food for thought. It's it, like Toby says, it's interesting in and of itself to look at because it happened like in the Jean Benet case. Remember that? Some guy confessed doing the case we find out later he's just on a bus it's a condition and they throw themselves into it because they want the attention and other things like that it is interesting to perceive that to, 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 to talk about that i don't know if as far as the entire narrative here of these four hours whether it's balanced enough no but <laughs> i do i mean they didn't get they didn't get anybody from the vatican bank to talk so if this guy's gonna jump up and talk why not talk to him so we have this okay We have this poor family, right, who lost their sister slash daughter, okay? They're participating because I'm guessing, and and Toby, you said a note, like, you don't know why they're participating. I'm guessing they're participating because they don't know what the hell else to do at this point, right? And they're just, like, willing to grasp onto anything. There is a quote-unquote journalist in this show who is proud of his speculation. He's proud of it. You remember this guy who's like, I wrote a column. His name is Purgatory. Yeah. I speculated so much that I was taken off of the story. And that makes me so proud. I'm like, you know who I'm proud of? Your fucking editor for taking (laughs) you off the story. (laughs) Because you should not just be writing things where you're spec. I mean, this story is bananas. And the one thing that Lara said about you guys talking about it being like the Maura Murray case that was like that rang true to me. Do you remember when the New Hampshire Attorney General's office like dug up that basement because they basically were like, stop writing to us about digging up that basement. We're going to go ahead and dig up that basement so we can show you that there's nothing there. Because, by the way, I'm sorry, Maura Murray case fans, that literally is why they dug up that house, because they knew there was nothing there, but they needed you to stop writing to them. They dug up these graves, right? 
They could have done ground penetrating radar there to show that there was nothing there. They dug up these graves and there was nothing there. You mean they went to the Vatican? Not even the two German princesses. (laughs) So they dug up these graves. There was nothing there. And now it's a conspiracy that there's nothing there. Right, exactly. Like, you can't fucking win. No, exactly. Exactly. Everything is proof of... Everything else. You cannot fucking win. You find nothing and you can't win. You find something and you can't win. You cannot win. You know who uh, George Surratt is? No. He's a painter. He did that uh, Sunday in the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, with like, the all his paintings yeah, are like little yeah. dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I kind of feel like the Vatican is like that. It's just like a whole shitload of dots. And you can just connect like at any given time, you could just connect a whole bunch of dots to anything that goes on around there and come up with a conspiracy. And I think that's kind of what happened here. It's just like it's Mehmet Ali Ajka, you know, and the Pope going to Poland and Turkey and the Russians like not wanting to turn into Catholics and, you know, the Vatican Bank and the mafia and the Vatican Bank. And then there's some, you know, hostile for Catholic girls in <laughs> and, London. Yeah, because we got the and address it's just like, wrong. It's just nonstop. But the problem is, and this is the thing that we've learned, there might actually be something bananas and crazy, right? Like, we've learned this. Like, Jeffrey Epstein is was in the United States fucking bananas and crazy. A billionaire mm-hmm. who literally did have a billionaire pedophile sex ring involving jets and private islands and some of the most famous men in the world, right? Yep. Some of whom have yet to be uncovered, some of whom are right there in plain sight and everyone knows who they are, but we're not allowed to say it, right? Mm -hmm. There could be something like that here that's like plain as day or whatever. It might be a straightforward thing, but it can't be everything. It can't be like all of these things. It might be some priest, one priest involved in this situation, one high-profile priest situation that would be horrible, like one cardinal, one priest. I feel like the closest they came in this was maybe that one cardinal who was like messing with Emmanuel and her friend. Uh, yeah. Like maybe it was that. That would be horrible. But it cannot be all of these things. Yeah. It can't be the Soviets and or the Grey Wolves yes. and or the mafia and or the Vatican Bank. It's always like she was taken to send a message. And, and the guy who was found hanging under the bridge, it was a message when you send a message, the message is clear. There, there, you yeah. don't send a riddle. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, oh, what is it? Oh, I wonder what they're trying to get at. <laughs> you know? And I think it was the one journalist at the end. The, the message other isn't one, the thing you make a documentary about 40 yeah. years later trying to figure out what the message what the, what, is. What was that message? It was a message, though. <laughs> and the fact that they didn't send a message is a message. Yeah. Uh, well, they had that young journalist who had like all these documents that were on the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> and like he goes through them and they said, well, there's yeah, there's we, we can't verify. We don't think these documents are accurate. Anyone who didn't he, listen to last week's episode will not know what you just said. You, everybody you said, listened to last week's unsealed, episode. Unsealed, right? Unsealed. Yeah. The only way it would make sense if this was legit. And this is the part which was the closest to reality for me is if it was legit a Dan Brown novel. And of course, yeah. I yeah. throw in any opportunity I can to. Yeah. Uh, Dan Brown from Exeter. Yeah. Queen but, AF Exeter. But, but but it reminds me of like the Da Vinci Code or something where they're like, it was the albino out back <laughs> who took her and stuffed her in a cab with the cardinal and the mafia boss and they were laundering money. Kind of allergy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, that one journalist, he says, look, in the end, if this was a message or, or some plot, 
Why take the daughter of the janitor, right? Take he, a, you cardinal, mean a clerk. He was or, not a janitor. He's a support staff. Whatever, you know? No one's like the daughter of the dining room servant at the White House is not the target <laughs> if you want to change national policy or something like that. Take he said take a cardinal or a priest or somebody and it's just bullshit. And I think like Laura intimated, the most likely thing that happened, and they don't even try to touch on it, is that it was a creep who went and kidnapped her and all these other people were taking advantage of the case. But, and here's my problem, though. Here actually is my problem. That's what I was trying to get to with my Jeffrey Epstein like mm-hmm. analogy. It could actually be a high-profile scandalous creep in the Vatican. It could be. It's not unlikely that it is because it could be someone who knew her and saw her all the time and was a predator of her. It could and may like likely could have been. Because people who lived in her town, people who prey on you mean the Vatican. Yeah. People who prey yeah. on young girls mm-hmm. are very often people that are right. know them and see them all the time. Right. Right. But if but you're, that big, important story will never likely be discovered or told because it has been clouded by all of this crazy, foolish bullshit. So even if it is like some actual important, like completely likely and plausible scandal you know what I mean? It's now being buried in this mountain of bullshit and this poor family has been victimized by this mountain of bullshit. And that really pisses me off, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Okay, so before we do our reviews, we have to talk about one piece of, quote, evidence that's brought up in this documentary. And that is the um, alleged torture tape that we hear of Ann Manuela. And, you know, I don't know what you guys think about whether or not it's a torture tape. Toby, what did you think when you heard of this tape of Manuela? I don't want to make light of it just in case it is a torture tape. But the way that it's It's presented to us in the documentary is very strange. Do you not think it's very strange the way it's presented to us in this documentary? I do. There's this setup where uh, her brother, who's like one of the big talking heads in this, is sitting at a desk with headphones on and a tape player. Meanwhile, his sister is sitting off to the side. So she can't hear it. And then I think the like filmmakers there too. And he pushes play. And what this reminds me of is if you've seen Grizzly Man, Werner Herzog. Oh, the guy who got killed by the bear. Yeah. They have an audio tape of this guy and his, and his girlfriend getting killed and eaten by grizzly bears. And he doesn't want to play it out loud. So he listens on headphones and you see his reaction to it. In this case, where supposedly it's about this girl being tortured. You have him listening on the headphone so his sister can't hear, but then they play the actual audio for us. And there's a lot of like, oh no, oh no. And then at one point she says, oh yes, which again, <laughs> it's not a typical, like, I don't, you know, I don't know how people re- respond but, to torture. But the way that it sounded, the oh no, it was the oh God, oh God. It was, it, yeah. it, it didn't really sound like oh no to me. They analyzed the torture tape. And they believed the screaming, the moans came from a porn film. It seemed a little off and I was thinking about that. And then later it says that they thought that it was probably the audio from a pornographic film. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. And it seems quite clear that that is in fact the that case. Was, that is in no fact the doubt. case. It was the they're audio. Trying to think, she's being raped is what they're like. Yeah. Well, this is the closest thing we have to the sound of. Someone being raped is this porno tape. Did anyone else think it was weird? Wasn't it in English? Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right. it wasn't. She wasn't saying CC. Did I not, not stick out to anyone else that it was in English? Yes, the <laughs> whole thing was bizarre. I'm just. And what's even more bizarre is that knowing all this. <laughs> They made him listen to it on headphones yes. in some office. All of these years later, a thing it's that he so has, a thing the whole family has actually heard before. Yeah. You know, one thing that just, and my last thought here is that there's a part of this that reminds me of the Cecil Hotel uh, documentary, yeah. which was we hear people talking, talking, talking about different theories, and they all sound nuts. And in the end, at least in that, we realize that all the video of them talking was. They were describing theories that other people had. They weren't espousing any of them, but the way they were originally cut, we thought that's what they were. So Pietro comes off as if he believes all of these theories all at once. And we never sort of get the context on what he also says. This is valuable. This was a red herring. We don't get any of that. And so as viewers, we're just numb to the whole idea that anything might be interesting. There is a tidbit about a different girl that was kidnapped that one of these callers seemed to have some really good information on. That was the only thing like vaguely intriguing about any of the stuff that was coming out because it was just like, no, was, they wanted to get at the Pope. So they took this girl and then nothing. We, then she disappeared. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. All right, let's do what we do. Let's let our listeners know, should they check out Vatican Girl, the four-part documentary in both Italian and English on Netflix? Laura Bricker, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for Vatican Girl? I am going a thumbs down on this. I thought perhaps it was just me. And I was like, mm, this is really not making a lot of sense. There's a lot of buildup and no conclusion. There's a lot. And it was just not, it was awful. And the thing is, it's, it's a real case. And here's this family who is clearly still grieving, participating in this, talking about this loss, never knowing what happened to their sister all these years. And unfortunately, we really don't know anything else besides what you can find on the Wikipedia page. So unless you just like want something on in the background while you're like cleaning or like, no, um, not for me. Toby Ball, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for Vatican Girl? I, just as an addendum to what Laura said, if if you're trying to do your chores, it's going to be a very difficult <laughs> listen because most of it's in Italian. So if you're not looking at the screen, it's just, but it may make the, just as much sense in Italian. I don't know. Um, 
you know, it does some kind of interesting sort of visual things. Uh, there's a lot of kind of cool, like 1980s video stuff that was kind of fun to look at. The show itself, like, I don't know. Like, it probably seemed like when they got like a two sentence, like, description of what it was going to be about, it probably sounded awesome. But the reality is there's just nothing there, right? When you get to the end, you barely know anything more than you did at the beginning. So I don't know. I'm a thumbs down. The more we talk about it, the less I like it. And uh, it's hard. Like, I wish it was better, but it wasn't. Kevin Flynn. Oh, questo documentario è un pezzo di ripresa. Pollice giù. That's uh, Italian for no, this documentary is a piece of shit. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca? Yeah. I have never felt less sympathy for a family of a kidnapped person in my entire life. Wow. And it's not their fault. And I obviously do feel a lot of sympathy for the victims in this thing. But this piece of media, it's bad. It's so unbelievably boring that not even an Aperol spritz or a popsicle or a container of gelato or a fire in the fireplace or any of the things that I tried to do to make me want to stay on the couch attest to this Kevin Mm -hmm. worked to make me want to stay on the couch and it was not because it was daylight savings time this week I could barely stay awake during this documentary it was dull it was bananas it made no sense and it just wasn't plausible or good and frankly it was irresponsible eight ways to sunday so yeah um interesting case not as interesting as these documentarians thought it was um so yeah big thumbs down for me for vatican girl all right now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast a little something i like to call the crime Crime of of the week the week residents of scotland were asked to take a poll on what to name the new perth museum they chose Perth Museum. (laughs) The facility will be tucked inside Perth City Hall and will feature local art and the Stone of Destiny. Poll participants favored the sensible, if not imaginative name, over 450 other suggestions, capturing 60% of the vote. Crowdsourcing a name can be a roll of the dice. In the past, the public has voted to name a polar research ship, Bodie McBoatface, and dubbed the leader of a pod of whales, Mr. Splashy Pants. The Perth Museum, which will be a museum in Perth, will open in 2024. Panel, the Perth Museum may begin a trend of uninspired naming rights. Laura Bricker, I challenge you, give a boring name to something else. Go ahead, Laura Bricker. Uh... The refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Toy Bob, what do you think? Do you want to go ahead and give a boring name to something else? Well, I'll just say my experience with crowdsourcing uh, names ended up with uh, Toby Ball's Deep Dive podcast. Yeah. Uh, But as far as like a boring uh, waffle house. (laughs) What do you think, Kevin Flynn? Uh, The studio in our closet. I I already have one that's already on on the podcast. What's that? Celebrity podcast podcast. (laughs) All right. We're going to end it on that note. But Laura Bricker, folks want to reach out to you and ask you how the refrigerator is doing. How can they find you? I don't know. Maybe on Twitter. They can find me at Laura Bricker on Twitter. Toby Ball, how about you? How can you be found on social media, Toby Ball? 
Uh, at Toby Ball NH. Kevin P. Flynn, how can you be found? Uh, I'm currently still on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. Yeah, me too. I am verified for news, arts, or entertainment and value. you don't have to spend eight bucks to do it. Apparently. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Crime Writers On, and I encourage you to join our incredible community and our official Crime Writers On Facebook discussion group. We also have a regular old Facebook page. Just go there and hit join the group. Support the show at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. You get the Crime Writers On after show, Married with Podcast, Laura Bricker's Leave it to Bricker Podcast, and the crowdsource named Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club Podcasts. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ty Gibbons. Our line editor is the very handsome Olivia Burdett. The executive producer of this fine program is Kevin P. Flynn. This show was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio, otherwise known as Studio C, The Closet, in our New Hampshire basement where we sell Avon products and ride around on our little scooters. Ciao. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you. Arrivederci. Do you know about the Hobo Americans? I want that on the shirt. I want the Hobo Americans on the shirt. <laughs> Without context, and there though, can be a little horrible. train on it. No, I put a little train on Laura, it. Laura, no. <laughs> With no context, that is so fucking problematic. I got it. All right. It says, Hi, I'm Bill Rankin. Do you know what a court is? <laughs> That's the judge. That's not a dress, those are robes. <laughs> Oh, no. This is, this is quite an apology. <laughs> that's, that's not a hammer. It's a gavel. He's not a carpenter. Put your face right there. <laughs> this was supposed to be in a, this was supposed to be you saying I'm sorry, Bill. You're hurting my stomach. <laughs> I have something like exercise. Keep I going. have something for your tum tums, Laura. <laughs> Okay. All right. Just have some cotton candy. Oh, God. <laughs> the reviews about me are not going to get better after this open, Kevin. I just lost a contact lens. Seriously. You're just laughing. Sorry. You have a contact lens just came out of your eye. Opt out. For real hip pause. Kevin, that is a great compliment to you, Kevin. Yeah. Legit yeah. hip pause. Just stopping the. Kevin is so funny that he can pop a contact lens out of Legit, someone's face. My contact lens literally just popped out. <laughs> I have to go get another one. Because you were laughing so hard? Yeah. Oh, my God. Tears. Where is it? It's still in my, it's like in the back of my oh, skull. Oh, my God. I hate contact lenses. The back of your skull? Oh, shit. What did you say? If so, I guess while we're just waiting, here. we could do some, like, raunchy Bill Rankin. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm Bill Rankin. Do you know what it means? It means No, 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 no. Ew, hey. ew, ew. Laura, don't <laughs> knock until you try it. I'm not trying it. <laughs> uh, are, are you still recording? Does Livy have to go through she's this? She's got to go through all of it. She's like, oh my fucking God. Uh, oh, she's a college dude. Yeah. She's fine. Hey, yeah, Livy. Well, Ciao. Yeah. Ciao. I feel like Livvy, actually con- in. Sp- contact, contact our HR representative. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably get some money You're out gonna of You're going to have us. to go to sensitivity training now, Kevin. <laughs> I know. It's like when the Hi, I'm reception- Kevin. I've just been Bill Rankin'd. <laughs> I've been super sensitized. <laughs> oh, oh my god. When I, fuck. when I was first in the newsroom, the obituary editor slash receptionist had to go to sensitivity training because she was laughing about the 
AP story that came across the wire about the phone sex operator who got carpal tunnel and filed for workman's comp. <laughs> carpal tunnel? She was a phone sex operator, Toby. No, she doesn't have to do it. You don't, they don't have well, sex. Well, she was getting it's... into the spirit of things and apparently got carpal tunnel syndrome, and then she wanted workman's comp to cover it. <laughs> uh, and she had, and this, someone had to go to sensitivity training because they laughed at that. Yes, the, yeah. the receptionist um, who has since died, she was this hysterical and she was like, oh my God, she was this very sarcastic old French lady. She's like, get a load of this. And there's this lady who like reported her. Have we introduced she was Toby yet? <laughs> laughing about it. Yeah. Come on, Zelda. Yes, we have. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. We got to me. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Now that you have pheromones. All right, we're four yeah. minutes and 16 but, seconds. Okay. It's like kitty weed. It's like kitty weed coming out of hey, a recorder. Hey, hit record. It's recording. Ready and resume. Okay, so that hasn't happened to me in the eight years we've been doing this show that you've made me laugh so hard. <laughs> the contact lens has literally popped out of my head. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.